This program discusses content of an adult nature. The views expressed by the presenters and guests do not do not necessarily your care. I will shut the. F- this program discusses content of an adult nature. The views expressed by the presenters and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Tax FM or any of its affiliates. Listen Listen discretion is advised. Three, two, one, let's go. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Ready? And Tax FM 107.2. This is your sex show. It's a Wednesday night and we've been hanging out with you from 10 p.m. till 11 p.m. for, get this, 10 weeks now. 10 weeks. The big one oh. The, the big one oh. Yep. We're actually, we're double digits now, which is quite crazy. I don't know. How how, how have we changed? How far the episode, Jodel? You always think more about sex. That's what she always tells me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do. You guys have actually corrupted me. I'm supposed to be the sweet, innocent one. And to an extent, I still am. But I, I think about sex a lot more now. It's not about being corrupted. It's yeah. about being more sex positive. Exactly. Positive. And we hope that like with this, you know, podcast and the show that we've just like really helped you become more comfortable with the idea of sex exploring learning with your partner and with yourself because i think it's important that you know how to satisfy yourself that is very true look you really have done that because if i'm looking at myself now the self 10 episodes ago would not have been making fake semen in her kitchen and then at 8 a.m in the morning and then flavoring it with different flavor palettes and then tasting it and sampling it on air that self would not have done it so you guys have definitely had an influence well, that's, certainly that's good I'm Joe glad Daly, to hear that how yeah? have you changed I've actually had less sex oh since <laughs> the episode I feel aired. like you get your like your weekly dose here every single Wednesday I, I feel like you what get are we doing now. behind the mic what are you not we just, just me and Jodell yeah that's oh. what I was going to say James you can't put this out on air like oh, sorry sorry oh. my potential crush could be listening right now I spoiled our secrets okay anyway before James um, spills any more tea we have such an exciting show today we are going to be talking about open relationships and whether or not um you're open to it. We're going to speak to somebody who has been in an open relationship. And then also we're going to be talking about orgasms. Yeah, but specifically with a pig. Yep, <laughs> you heard right. And then coming up, we have asking for a friend and then hit or miss. So listen, you don't want to go anywhere. It's going to be a very, very exciting episode. So just make sure you're keeping it locked right here on Taxi FM 107.2. Naughty Nights on Tax FM 107.2. This is your weekly dosage of the sex show. And right now we're going to be chatting about sex positions. But before we do, let me, let me run back to something, right? Over the recess, I heard a little bit of an old wives' tale. Apparently, certain sex positions make ugly babies. Oh? Oh. So would your mom know about that? Because <laughs> clearly you came out ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually such that was so childish of me. That Look was what you guys rude. have done to me. That was so childish. That was so rude. That was so, so twenty eleven. Oh my goodness. I was going to be bringing you some advice, you know, some fun chats about sex positions, and then you know I'm put on the spot like that. Goodness. Uh, okay, okay. So what what fun yeah, chats about sex positions? Tell us. tell us. Okay, so the tale goes that the prettier a baby will be is you know if both people are doing a position where they're facing each other. Then if one person is facing away, but the other person is facing them. Like reverse cowgirl. Yeah. 
Maybe that does have some kind of backing. Not that I'm saying it's scientifically accurate, but if you think about it, if you really find the person who you're having sex with attractive, then obviously you're going to want to have sex facing them, right? Face to face. But then if you don't find them attractive, you're going to want to go in, you know, where you're not going to be able to see them. And so maybe that person doesn't have as good genes, so it's not going to be translated to their baby. Jeez. Yeah. That's some crazy, like... That's some sociology, right? Mind you. Okay, all right, James. Okay, so the, the baby will what be more attractive with their facing. I'm just thinking missionary creates then beautiful babies because you like in each other's faces. Like. I feel like subconsciously it does. But now that we know it, like if you go and you have sex with an ugly guy and you're facing each other, it's not going to make a beautiful baby. I think it's more the science behind it, the psychology of you tend to face the people who are more attractive. Yeah. So like going out, having sex with an ugly guy and facing him, it's not going to cancel all of that out. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Very interesting. I find this so interesting that there's these old wives' tales going around, and I guess that's why we call them old wives' tales, right? Is that they just never really leave us. But I feel like people really did believe this back in the day. And I actually read somewhere the other day as well that they believed that if you wanted to make a child, not ugly or beautiful, just in general, if you wanted to make a baby, you both people having sex had to orgasm. That was a requirement. So if you wanted to fall pregnant, both had to orgasm at the same time. Then you would fall pregnant. Same time. Yes. So can you imagine like the contraceptive education? I mean, nowadays women just don't come at all. Yeah, because men. (laughs) 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 Which we have discussed at length. Okay, so... In a bit, I want us to chat about um, sex positions and how some are some sex positions are just guaranteed to be more pleasure, more pleasurable rather than others. So coming up in a bit, we're going to have that discussion. So make sure you're keeping it locked on Sex FM. Tax FM 107.2, The Sex Show. We're in the middle of chatting about different sex positions. Apparently, the ones facing are the ones that are going to create beautiful babies, or supposedly not, actually. Supposedly. It's an old wives' tale, but I actually want to ask James and Jodell, being the uh, more experienced ones in the room, I, up until when we actually started doing The Sex Show, this is a confession now, I did not realize that different sex positions give different amounts of pleasure for different people. Well, I mean, that's just common sense. I it's mean, common sense. <laughs> common sense maybe to people who have had sex, but we were chatting just now about, you know, what had, how have we changed over the course of the show? I did not know that this was a thing. So what are the sort of more pleasurable but ways? But to be fair, before I get into it, I also thought the same thing before. Uh, okay, so I'm not the I promise you, I literally thought that any position will just give you the same. pleasure that you need. But there's just certain positions, at least for me, in my experience, that I'm just like, eh, we're never doing that again. Maybe it's not like a like more guaranteed pleasure. I think different people like different things in the bedroom. Yeah. And that will contribute to your pleasure. Yeah, okay, for sure. Interesting. So, so Jodell, what is some Personally, of the good ones for you? I love doggy, classic, and missionary. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a basic gal like that. <laughs> Genuine chats. Yeah, okay. I'm a fan of missionary. I, I want love you to look me in my face. Yes! And cause I, Ooh, the passion. I want you love. to look me in yes. my face, but at the same time, doggy, like... When like you look back and then you kiss during doggy, it's just something so well, like, intimate those, about it. Those, 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 those. I wanted those booty claps. I wanted to. I can't say. Uh, can I say that word on air? Uh, ass. Yes. Ass. Yeah. Let's go with the ass claps. <laughs> yeah, babe. You want to make it applaud, huh? 
But I mean, it should be like known yeah. that certain positions are going to be more uncomfortable. I mean, there's one called the standing wheelbarrow. Oh Do you want to guess goodness. what that is? Is it literally like somebody holding oh, and you like wrap the back your legs, the legs and they're rounding yeah. hips? No, that is like some you're lifting, core you're lifting the lower part of their body, the lower half of their body up and having sex in the oh, air. No. That's my thing though. I was actually looking um, the other day at certain positions from the Kama Sutra because I always thought, you know, what a cool wedding gift to give to your partner, right? To be like the Kama Sutra. I always thought that would be super cool. Please explain. The Kama Sutra, it's the Hindi book of sex, love and relationships. Oh. Yeah, and so that all these sex positions that you're speaking about, that's where it comes from. And I looked at some of the positions that were on there because I'm thinking so much more about sex these days, thanks to you two. And some of them looked really, really intense. Like, I'm talking flexibility. You can see why you have to do yoga as well to kind of go with these different ancient traditions because I'm talking about legs being crisscrossed up over your head, round about mouths in places you never knew mouths would go. Yeah, but to be fair, I just want to say the longer you have sex with somebody, the more experimental you're going to want to get because you get tired of doing the same thing over and over again that you just really start wilding out. And then before you know it... Every night is looking crazy, but it's Every night you're looking like a spider of human parts. <laughs> yeah. You know what, guys? I really thought that people, when they have sex, they just like get into bed and they just do stuff on the bed. No. Or, or, or under the covers. Genuinely. I did not, not under. Think, yes. Do you know how sweaty that would get? Under the covers. The Pretoria heat right now, you want me to get under the duvet <laughs> and do cardio. You are out of your mind. Gonna work also sometimes you just want to get to the floor because it's just so much more better. Like, there's more space, yes, and it's just it's just more adventurous, in my opinion. Guys, you guys and me are living different lives, hey, but that's that's amazing. Congratulations, and yeah, I guess this this chat about it all being down to personal uniqueness, I think, is a really, really good one. And so, that's it right now for sex positions. Do be sure to check out our Tax FM sex show Instagram page where we've actually done a little bit of a video where we've tested out some other crazy names of sex positions uh, it was quite a bit of a challenge but we did do it so go check it out on insta coming up right now we're doing into your naughty thought it is time for the sex show and right now we're going to get into our naughty thought for this evening so i was scrolling on twitter and i found this interesting fact on this twitter page that literally just like tweets about facts and they said that a pig's orgasm can last as long as get this you guys 90 minutes that's longer than a lecture that is <laughs> so long that is like a whole movie that's like some it is a whole movie oh like an hour and 30 minutes long so that's like watching a movie now just imagine during that time when you're watching the movie you just have this orgasm that's just going on but for that long my thing is would you not get so tired that's yeah. what i'm saying like that's so impractical like you've got the sex beforehand let's say cutting out a good 30 minute portion of your day and then there's the 90-minute orgasm afterwards. That's a lot of your day just taken up with an orgasm and sex, it's bro. It's so exhausting. Like, I could just, like, from, like, one orgasm, I'm already, like, oh, I'm out of breath. Now, imagine, 90 minutes long. That's insane. Like, what? Just, just out of interest's sake for me who has not experienced an orgasm, how long um, does a, a human orgasm Well, last? it can vary. Like, girls can, like, orgasm for, like, 90 seconds long. Sometimes it can be like 10 seconds. Sometimes it can be 30 seconds. Like it literally depends on like what's happening. So guys if, are usually very quick on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, very quick. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a girls, few seconds for you. Yeah, but yeah. goals, it can go on for quite a while. Hectic. Okay, so, so from 90 seconds to 90 minutes, that's quite something. But like 90 minutes, like 
I just want to know what are the pigs doing? Like, because like pigs don't move around a lot. They just, and they don't run. Like, I'm just trying to think of a pig. That's, so they're just in one position for 90 minutes and they're having that orgasm. Uh-uh. <laughs> <I'm going> <laughs> 90 minutes. That for me is crazy. Wait, Isn't that the- scary for the pig farmers? No, that must be terrifying. Imagine at night, like the dead of night, you're lying in bed and all of a sudden you start hearing some strange noises in the distance. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, these pigs are having Literally back orgasm. at the ranch. They're in the barn, like outside. Having dude. an orgasm. But the thing I'm asking is because pigs don't have sex for pleasure. So is this like only like when they get pregnant? Because humans and dolphins are the only creatures that have sex for pleasure. Oh. So pigs, is this just, you know, they're getting pregnant and, you know, there's also this little benefit on the side that they're having an orgasm for 90 minutes is it not that they can produce they rear more offspring when they have been sexually aroused like when they're experiencing pleasure i read something about that it was a ted talk i'm sure it was a ted talk about like how actually pig farmers would go and they actually stimulate like certain genital organs of the pigs. I know, right? That's I know. so cool. No, it's not cool. It's like you watch the, 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 the video and you're just like, you know, they're just sort of rubbing on the pig in an area I'm where just it's thinking, supposedly but sensitive. The, but is the pig not enjoying this though? Jodel, pick your jaw up <laughs> off the floor. Please. These are pigs we're talking about. <laughs> Just trying to think of it from like a human point of view. Like <laughs> to answer your question, Jodel, the pig kind of just stands there. You know? They must it feel super uncomfortable though. There. Okay, to be fair, I think that they must feel like really uncomfortable because I can't. Yeah. You know, there's actually a profession called animal masturbator, no and man. it's no animals man. that can't get off on their own. This this person, they'll go in gloves and then they <gasps> just. Get this, Ew, this animal no, off. No, 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 no. But you have to be an animal masturbator <sighs> to make them have more babies, I yeah. take it. Yeah, so it's, it's animals that like aren't able to do it on their own. They don't have the sex drive or they just don't have the will to. So then somebody will go in and do it for them. This is very, this is That's very, very disturbing. interesting. Very disturbing. Um, yeah, but... Either way, the pigs are orgasming for 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Not seconds. Not minutes. seconds. It's minutes. actually crazy. Anyway, I think after that chat, I'm just going to need a bit of a breather. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about open relationships real soon. And we have somebody that's going to be sharing their experience on it. And um, we have loads of questions, at least for me. I do. So make sure you keep it locked on TaxFM. Tax FM 107.2, the sex show right here on your naughty nights here on a Wednesday evening. And I really want to get into a little bit of a chat about open relationships right now. Now, if you have been in Hatfield for any extended period of time, you will know that this place seems to be open relationship central. I don't know what it is about Hatfield specifically, but I think people come they come from wherever to study at up and they decide you know what they are going to experiment and the best way to do this is apparently by having multiple partners at the same time which is of course what an open relationship is it's when you know maybe you have two people who are dating but there's an understanding between them that their emotional and physical commitment is not exclusive to only each other they are allowed and perhaps even encouraged to go and seek that elsewhere even though they are officially dating. It's a bit of a weird concept to me. I don't really understand it. Jodell and James have never been in open relationships either, but we are joined this evening by somebody who was my 
former co-host on The Breakfast Show. It's so lovely to have you back with me, Suleyma. Of course. I know how thrilled you are. <laughs> you have to come torment me again. <laughs> exactly. I bring light into your life. Absolutely. So, Suleyma, chat to us a little bit about your experience in an open relationship. Like, just what was that like? Yeah, how did we get there? Okay, so one word that would actually really... um make it all make sense to you is torment. That's yep. what it is. That's, That's my idea guess, as well. Yeah. <laughs> torment. If you want to torment yourself, if you hate yourself, go into one. Really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why, why do you say it was a torment? Because, you know, when you're in an open relationship, then that means that person is sleeping with someone else. Someone else is touching them, kissing yeah. them, playing with their hair, telling them how pretty they are. Mm. Like stuff that you, you, you do and you're usually okay with you being the only person that does that. But then, oh my God, someone comes in and does that for you. So you weren't aware or were you aware that this was an open relationship like did you know what you're getting yourself into when dating this person i did in a way yes i did okay but then you were still okay with this person then sleeping around with other people yeah she was very very sexy jadal <laughs> okay okay because my thing is like very sexy so you were just like i can't let her go because she's just so hot and yeah if in a I, way. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, because my thing is, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but they said that when it comes to an open relationship, it literally is like emotionally you're detached from the other person or the other people. Yeah, so therefore, it doesn't mean anything because the person that you're dating and that you're actually with, they are getting that emotional side. And to me, that's literally the most important part a about a relationship. Yeah. So then could you then be upset? Personally, I wouldn't, right? But then could you really be that upset then? Listen, you can be upset, but you don't have a right to be upset. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Because you know what you're getting yourself into. Yes. See, personally, I think my downfall would be I'm an obsessive person and I'm a jealous person. when it comes, Like when I actually like someone... I don't want to see you with other people. Mm. I think yeah. that would be my main downfall in an open relationship. So, Lemma, do you think that was the same chat with you or? Definitely, definitely, definitely. But because we were all in an open relationship, I did something with someone else and then this person literally lost their mind and that made me think about the hypocrisy yes. of an open relationship because you know what we don't speak about it as often That's as very we should true. there is a certain amount of hypocrisy that is present in an open relationship yeah, and also, no, that's very true because, like, yeah, I have, like, seen it with my own group of friends where it's people say they're not exclusive, but they're together, mm. right? That's also my other idea of an open relationship is that we're together, but we're not together, but we do things, like, every day, every other couples would do. And then the moment you go and get with someone else, it's almost like, who do you think you are? Like, you're a beep. And then, yeah, it's a bit rude. It, yeah, to me, it does seem a little bit rude. And that's why I actually want to ask you now, Suleyma, maybe you can help me out here. What is the attraction of an open relationship? Like, what are the supposed benefits of an open relationship, if it's all this? I don't think that there are any benefits of it. Um, besides heartbreak, I mean, if you're a sadist. <laughs> okay. So, but then what motivated you to get into it in the first place? Again, she was very hot. 
also I don't you think it's the freedom that people have it's just this idea of you know you with the person that you love and that you want to be with but then you also get added benefits like getting with other people that you find attractive mm. I just I feel like it's the freedom to just explore and test the waters while being in something serious okay but then again the freedom is really quite overrated here but because what is freedom if Freedom means that you have to lay in bed at night quite alone and thinking about your person with someone else. What does freedom mean at that point in time? It really is trash. Yeah, I think it's definitely a skewed like version of freedom because yeah. um, if we get into it like that, then it would like... So can yeah. I say it like this in the sense that people have this perception of, oh, an open relationship in theory, it sounds so cool. Is exactly what you're saying, Jodel. Oh, there's freedom and oh, there's this and we can be experimental and stuff. But the actual experience of it ends up being quite the opposite, being this, this fear and this jealousy and this judgment going on the whole time. Definitely, because the second you sleep with someone, no matter who you are, no matter what you think you are, the second you sleep with someone, you tend to have an emotional attraction with that mm. person. And the second that happens... You're quite screwed. The second that happens, you're quite screwed. <laughs> you know, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in more than one way. Well, you know what? We're going to chat in a little bit about what happens if you're in a relationship and your partner comes up to you with this idea of an open relationship. What goes down there? We're going to be back in just a bit. Naughty Nights on Tux FM 107.2. This is the sex show, of course. And tonight... Oh, it doesn't smell, Chotel. We would kick you out if it smelled. Guys, is it like, can I start? Like, is that okay with you? You too, huh? Yes, James! We're having a whole chat about open relationships, and we are joined by somebody who has been in an open relationship herself. This is Sulema, of course. She is our woman on the ground for this chat. And right now, we're speci uh, specifically talking about, you know, what do you do if your partner comes up to you and they want a relationship, but you might not be too keen? And I actually know a story about this, because I have two friends who were dating for about two years, and one day... The guy goes up to the girl and he says, look, I want to break up. And she's not ready for this. She can't handle this. So she says, can we stay together? But we're in an open relationship. Ooh. So she kind of proposed the idea, but she wasn't keen on the idea. It's just because that's the only way that she could keep holding on to him. And personally, I think that was a terrible idea. Because yeah. instead of ripping off this bandage, she's slowly peeling back at it. And it's going to hurt a whole lot of broken up. Wait, what happened in the story? Like, how did it end? They're in an open relationship to oh, this day. Still. Yeah. Oh, hectic. Do you know how she feels? Like how like it's affecting her? I mean, she hates it. She 100%. Because she hasn't gotten with anyone at all since the open relationship started. And he has gotten with plenty of people in front of her as well. Oof. So, Salema, how did that conversation go with your partner when it was this thing of broaching, okay, let's be in an open relationship now? How did that go? How did you navigate that? So basically, I knew from the beginning the type of person I was getting into a type of fling or a relationship with. And I knew that person wasn't safe. I knew it. I knew it in my heart. And Safe in what sense? You can just see it, you know, Jodelle? Like emotionally, like emotionally, mentally? like In every single way. Oh, my God. Even sexually. I mean, sexually transmitted diseases are a thing. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean. Were you not scared, though, for your own, like? I was terrified. Safety. And so yeah. being in the open relationship, did you feel like it was a way to have still a little a sense of security in a sense with that? There was absolutely no security in that. There was absolutely no security in that. But you know what? If you like the person, then you have to do it. 
So you know what I'm getting from this whole chat right now is the sense that there's this concept of open relationships, but people seem to want to rather go for them from a sense of maybe clout or the sense of, you know, running away from loneliness. Like it feels like people don't know how to just be alone and be with themselves. And that's why they go and run to a compromise of a relationship, which ends up being an open relationship. Obviously, there are multiple experiences of open relationships, and there are people out there, I'm sure, who experience positive things about it. But I mean, Slema, you're on the other side of it now, and we're getting quite the opposite from you. No, I didn't experience anything positive about it. It just left me heartbroken and with very, very low self-esteem. Sure. Well, I am sorry about that, Slema. And thank you for coming and sharing with us, because, yeah, I think it's by having these kinds of conversations, these real experience conversations, that we are able to best learn about that. So while we go and get some uh, uh, tissues for Salema, uh, here's some tunes we're going to go on the other side of that for asking for a friend. Naughty Nights on Tax FM 107.2. This is the sex show, of course, and it is time for your asking for a friend for the night. And this one is coming through on the WhatsApp line. Over here, I'll keep you anonymous. I'm not going to, you know, say too much on your name. But uh, somebody came through and said that I have feelings for my best friend's brother. What do I do? Oh, Honestly, oh. Oh, this is so hard because I'm because I have two brothers and I'm trying to imagine like one of my friends told me that they have feelings for my brother and I'm just like, girl, no, don't do that to yourself. But why? Don't do that. But I'm here for like love and if my friend has like if she genuinely has feelings for him and my brother has feelings for her, I would allow them to explore it. It depends like on the situation and how it goes about and stuff. Like I'll factor in those factors when it like have to get there. But I'm here for it. Okay, I'm here for love. It's I think the whole problem with it is how messy it is. Cause let's say now I get involved with my best friend's brother and you know, firstly that creates like a, a conflict of interest because, you know, I'm you know, dividing my time between either my best friend or their brother. Yeah. But also what happens when you break up? Yeah. Because yeah, some make, some breakups can be very messy. messy. Yes. And now it's a whole spider web because, you know, you get in, a lot of intrapersonal relationships yes. involved. But yeah. the other way of looking at it is what happens if you end up staying together forever and ever and ever. And now this is just my romantic idealist brain going here. But now you are permanently with your best friend's brother. You still have your best friend. You got, you're like part of the family, literally. Part of the family now. Wouldn't I mean, that be cool? There's always that optimistic point of view. But let's be honest, how many times is there a happily ever <laughs> exactly. after? Exactly. Especially when it comes to siblings, though. Like, I can see it working. But then at the same time, I just feel like it's too messy. Like, you're... Also, imagine. it's a bit awkward. Sometimes mm. it can be awkward for people to understand that this person, like my best friend, is now sleeping with my brother or sleeping and with my sister. And now your best friend is telling you about their sex life and like what he does, what he doesn't. You're hearing about the size of his like genitals. Like, God, <laughs> hi. Mm-mm. Also, because your sibling, this is a person you grew up with. So imagine how hard it is to now picture them and your best friend. Exactly, because you literally know every single thing about them. That's why I wouldn't want any of my friends to date any of my brothers. Because firstly, the one is too young. The second one is too old, and I don't want them to be stepmamas. So, please stay. Do you guys want to hear a bit of a toxic story that I have about this, actually? Sure. Oh, my goodness, so, yes. a very good friend of mine, we were friends for a very long time before I actually met her brother, who happened to be a couple of years older than her, so older than me. And when I met her brother, I just remember thinking, oh, this guy's hot. 
Like, he is so hot. She's a pretty person, but he is really, really hot on top of that. And I started crushing on him just a little bit. And then every time I'd go over to her house, I'd be like, oh, like, is your brother here? <laughs> I feel like the childhood... This is cringy 13-year-old me, please. But I feel like everybody's childhood, everybody had that one best friend with Who an attractive brother. older brother. Yeah. Exactly. But then me and this friend, we actually had a little bit of a falling out. And we weren't as close afterwards. But low-key, I just kept asking to come over to her house and hang out just in case her brother would be there. You just so horny, that you, horny girl. <laughs> just so that thirteen-year-old Kirsten. Kirsten, was this just to look at him? Just to like, oh, well, just to chat to him a little bit, you know, test the waters and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, a thirteen-year-old innocent Kirsten isn't really going to do much. I still don't really do much. I'm trying to imagine you testing the waters. Oh, hi, Mike. What's your favorite color? <laughs> What's your favorite color? Yes. <laughs> Where did you buy those shoes? It looks so pretty. <laughs> so I funny. see you around here often. You know, <laughs> you, you come, you, you come around here often. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, okay, well, I mean, it, it, all I'm saying is that it was kind of a. I see how it can happen so quickly, but based on what you guys have said as well, it gets very messy very quickly. And unfortunately, I think choices have to be made in that situation. I say steer clear of it. But um, yeah, I think that's all of our advice. I think Joe Dell and I can concur. Don't do it. Do not get involved in that. It will be very messy. Oh. Kirsten is the one that's committing it. No, so. I'm with both sides. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, for it. But I'm also like, not here for it. You can't sit on the fence yes, and can. make a decision. Yes, I can. It depends on the situation. But yeah. you'll stay safe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, we do have hit or miss coming up right after this. Tax FM 107.2, the sex show. It's your naughty nights right here on a Wednesday. And we are wrapping it up as we always do. Wrapping it up. <laughs> That's not what always wrap always it does. <laughs> always wrap it up. Uh, always wrap it up here on the sex show with hit or miss. That's where we give you an unpopular opinion. And we're basically going to go around and say whether we would hit with that or miss with that. And our unpopular opinion for this evening is kissing someone after head so either they've just given you head or you've just given them head and we are going to discuss whether or not kissing them straight afterwards is something that you'd like to do and this is very interesting that i'm chatting about this because to be honest with you that sounds like a bit gross uh, not that i've had experience before we get into a question is that something you wouldn't do consider I don't know. The fact that it's even an issue on the table is not something I really considered. But yeah, I mean, if if the person's not really clean down there, you don't really want to have their lips on yours. But then again, you don't really want to be giving them head if they're not clean down there in the first place. So if it's good enough for your mouth on their genitals, there's probably good enough for your mouth on their mouth afterwards. Do you know what I'm saying? First of all, if your junk is so dirty that you won't kiss them afterwards, that's a you issue. There you need to reflect and you need to own up to your actions and kiss them afterwards. Because imagine they're giving you head and they're struggling like that and now you won't even kiss them. Own up, you know, I take agree. action. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like it's only fair to kiss people afterwards. I don't see an issue with it. Genuinely, Same. I don't think it should even be an issue. Like, why are you trying, especially guys, I remember in high school, Boys used to make such a big issue out of this, saying that, like, oh, no, I'll never kiss a girl that goes down on me. Like, that's nasty. Like, please, man, grow a pair and stop misbehaving and acting like a child. I'm here for it, so hit me with it. That's very interesting. So, as I said, I didn't really know that this was something that was up for consideration. Have you guys ever been in situations where somebody has been like, oh, no, let's not kiss after head? No. No, I've never been in that situation. Yeah, it seems like a pretty problematic thing as well. I don't know, Jodel. I feel like I'm going to go with Miss for now. 
Come back. Until further notice. Until you've done it and then we'll talk again. There we go. Of course, I'm going to say hit with this. I don't want to, you know, get up on a high horse. Our mouths have been in some very, very disgusting places. <laughs> Why now is it an issue that we want to kiss? Exactly. If you kiss someone at the strip or at um, anywhere on Burnett Street, like... You- You'll be fine kissing someone after giving them head. And (laughs) yeah, that's where we're going to leave things. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for the past hour. It's been so much fun. We do this all again next week. Same time, same place. But for now, bye-bye. Bye. This program discusses content of an adult nature. The views expressed by the presenters and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of TaxFM or any of its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised.